James, do you hear that? Um, I clicked my mouse twice. Yeah, that's all I heard too, because it's just you and me alone together <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Press X the Podcast, where usually there's a room full of people to talk about video games, but today it's just me. I'm Paul and James. Hey, James. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the uh, the digital boardroom here. It's good to be back. I feel good about it. I feel pretty good about it too, and uh, we're gonna keep this one tight. I know we say that every single time, but this time we're actually gonna do it because we have I, almost I... no games to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a difference. Yeah. And we don't have some of our, you know, wordier compatriots alongside. So, That's right. you know, I, I think we're going to we're going to come in at a screaming hot uh, double digit number of minutes. Oh, oh, hell yes. I'm ready. I'm ready for a double digit number of minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to start with games or the news? Let's uh, let's start with some games. So. What, if anything, have you been playing in the last little while? Well, I've uh, I've been swamped under site stuff for the most part, and it's kind of a it's kind of a dry season for video games, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, it's about to start picking up, but really, the only thing I've been playing is uh, Doctor Mario World. Okay. Uh, it's not good. No, no, it's, it's not good. Uh, you're familiar with the Dr. Mario franchise. Yes, there's viruses and there's pills, and you put them together to destroy them both. Very, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two of the best video game tracks of all time, those being Fever and Chill. Fuck yes. Dr. Mario World, the pills don't fall down. They fall up. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird, but... So you kind of grab the pills with your finger and kind of throw them somewhere on the screen wherever you want, and then they just fall at a consistent pace directly up. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of it. And then you run out of hearts, and you can no longer play the game until you either buy more hearts or wait. So it has those particularly annoying mobile game trappings that no one loves. In fact... um. Recently, I discovered that, like, <clears throat> it's not doing super hot compared to other Nintendo games in its first 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they released some stats where it's like, oh, yeah, 2 million people installed this game. And they've already spent, like, $100,000. It's been three days. It was like, oh, that's cool. And then you go look at the other games that Nintendo has put out in mobile. Fire <laughs> Emblem, for a, a little point of comparison, uh, players spent... Uh, eleven million dollars. Well, you see, the difference there is that Fire Emblem game is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, as a mobile Fire Emblem experience, it's kind of the best you could hope for. Yeah. There's and, no permadeath, which I mean, that's fine. Some people are into that, and it doesn't work for the mobile format. But aside from that, it's all the like grindy tactics nonsense your little heart can hold you know yeah and some of the best one-liners in mobile video games 
that are absurdly repetitive in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, and never mind Pokemon Go, which rakes in the billions every few seconds, I think. Yeah, they make uh, make bank. Make some bank. <laughs> Giant Pokemon bank. You know, I was out this weekend. I've been thinking about writing about this because I think Pokemon Go might be the worst thing that's happened to society. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Hey, what, they, why? I, I mean, they claim that you're out there, you know, you're catching the Pokemons with your friends. That's the claim, right? But this weekend, at a, uh, a popular uh, lure-dropping ground, I saw a guy who had no less than three phones and one iPad, all Pokemon going at once. And uh, he was completely unaware of his surroundings. There was no community happening there. There's a there's a dude somewhere in Asia. He's an old man, and he's got like a like a like a walking rig set up with what looks to be about thirty phones. Wow! Specifically for playing Pokemon Go. So that motherfucker needs to up his game. What does that get you? Why have thirty accounts? Um. I think unless you can, like, trade or, like, items can flow between accounts, it's not really a good plan. Yeah. Um, unless you're, like, fighting each other on your own, like, clone accounts and then getting experience for certain accounts and turning one of your, like, one of your fucking dudes into an absolute powerhouse because he's got 29 weak ass opponents who just sort of sit there to like beat against and get XP. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I could see people doing that. Could also be a uh, old school World of Warcraft situation where they're just farming accounts and selling them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That he would probably have to do that to pay for the data to run all 30 accounts. <laughs> if it's somewhere in Asia, it's not Canada, so Maybe mobile data is more affordable. I, I mean, obviously, mobile data is more affordable. It's more affordable everywhere. Yeah, we're not the worst. We're very close. <laughs> Just about the mobile third world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rogers, Bell, and Telus. You're the best. Pull all of them working in concert. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all one company. It's fine. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you mentioned Fire Emblem. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm in the process of playing it for review, and as of the 12th, I can talk a little bit about it, which is cool, although I can't go into story details, which doesn't matter, because the game is so huge, I'm never getting to that point. Like, <laughs> there's like a point where like, don't talk about it past this stage, I'm like, no problem! <laughs> well, but, that's about 80 hours off, that'll be fine! Yeah, the, the trouble is, is that... I keep getting sucked up into side activities and pointless nonsense because it's fun. So you're like, you can teach members of your class, your, your party, your crew, your army, uh, individually, give them lessons, you can go fishing, you can cook, you can have tea parties for people when their birthday comes up and get more or less rewards based on how badass of a tea party session you threw. Which... Holy shit, that's a thing I'm saying out loud about a video game. That's awesome. 
you know, I, I'm sensing a tone in your voice, and I can tell you really like this thing. Is it the tea parties that are really doing it for you, or, or are there other things going on in Fire Emblem that really make it worthwhile? Um, the strategy combat is tight and cool, just like it's always been. Mm -hmm. Apparently, you can't raise super babies anymore, is what I've heard, is that you can make oh. people hook up and fall in love, but they don't produce fully grown children ready to fight in your army like they did in the last games. <laughs> that was the greatest thing, though. Producing this army of super soldiers immediately. Yeah. But, on the other hand, you can change people's classes really easily and give them new abilities basically like every two weeks of game time, which translates hmm. to about like 40 minutes hmm. if you're if you're like humming along and uh i haven't figured out exactly who can hook up with who yet i think that might be like a second playthrough thing full hmm. disclosure i definitely picked because there's it's like like the namesake there's three houses right yeah there's golden deer and two people i don't care about and <laughs> i'm gonna be perfectly honest i chose the house i chose because i thought the person at the head of it was hot that's big of you to admit i mean i'm proud of you like the rest of his fucking crew is just bow users and complete schlubs whereas like the 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 blonde guy in blue camp is he he just seemed really boring but he had good soldiers and i think icy veins white hair lady had like magic users and that's pretty punk rock and like golden deer guy just had like bow users but he also had like charm and class and like a fucking personality so i immediately made my decision well, if you're gonna be throwing tea parties you might as well be doing it with somebody with a little bit of charisma yeah exactly he's all like oh i don't really believe in all this like succession of kings and nobility shit i just want to like bring people together and fight for the alliance i'm like all right you're my guy yeah i'm on board from that there was some games you reviewed a little while ago they were pretty cool cool yeah all right um bloodstained bloodstained was just like your castlevania ripoff that i loved mm -hmm. and um mostly finished everything in it like, there's, like, one secret boss that I didn't, like, mess with. But aside from that, man, I tore that game right up. I, like, I think the last time I saw it was a few years ago at E3, and I haven't played it uh, since it was released. But back then, something felt wrong about it. It didn't feel good. Does it feel good now? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um... It's it's Castlevania with the serial numbers filed up. Like they're not subtle about it. Um the way the weapons work, the way like the exploration works, uh all the enemies and the enemy selections, all the cool powers you absorb and deal with, uh all of that shit is like textbook Castlevania. Hmm. All right, sweet. Uh, I may have to take a look at that. Um apparently you don't want it on Switch because it was running pretty goddamn buggy at the beginning and they're like, oh, we're gonna patch that up and fix it. I don't know if they have yet, which is a shame. 
Um, I played it in PS4, and it was just fine. I mean, if they've said that they're going to fix it, that means that they will, of course, fix it, because uh, that's what happens with all games that they say they're going to fix. That's my understanding, anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, it's definitely not that they were using uh, a development engine that was maybe a little bit outside of their experience, maybe not one they'd used a ton of times in mm -hmm. the past, and that maybe, maybe putting it on a tiny portable NVIDIA Tegra fucking chip was not quite the walk in the park that I thought it was going to be. I don't know. You know, they definitely didn't get over in, in over their heads, you know, promising every platform under the sun and yeah. a billion free DLCs and uh, yeah. rainbows and sparkles, uh, but not sparkles, uh, you know, um, something Castlevania skulls. Yes. Rainbows oh. and skulls. Rainbows and skulls. Um, yeah. Uh, don't get it on the Switch necessarily because who the fuck knows and that's going to be at a properly playable state. But aside from that, uh, pretty rock solid. Sweet. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Who can say no to another 2D adventure in the vein of Symphony of the, 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 Symphony of the Night? Not me. People, people who didn't like Symphony of the Night, I guess. You know. Cool. Uh, any other games to touch on? I messed with Mario Maker 2. And... Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah. You've been real busy. <laughs> uh, I'm also, That was cool. Although I like watching people play that game more than actually playing that game because seeing other people suffer at the hands of malicious ill-intentioned creators is a pure joy that I can't get enough of. Whereas actually doing that myself is kind of exhausting, but yeah, I'm incredibly good. glad that the game exists. Yeah. That's something I've been meaning to ask you is what's the balance of levels that are actually fun to play? Like if I'm a fan of super Mario world, can I go out there and get a stack of levels? That's going to be, similar difficulty and similar amounts of charm or am i just gonna you know be on endless conveyor belts and uh you know basically you want to search for clear rates that are within your like range that you're seeking if it's mm. really really high it's probably an auto level that they just wanted to do something quirky and that's fine but fuck those um if it's less than one percent probably not your jam but if it's like 30 or 35, oh yeah, well, that'll be fun. I'm I'm looking at this piece of news here, and mm -hmm. uh, there's a Super Mario Maker 2 level simply called the Arby's level. Okay. Um, Apparently this is actually made by Arby's. I mean, I would believe it's made by a member of their Twitter team, because corporations just let those guys, like, loose like off leash mm -hmm. that's cool or maybe yeah. maybe it's arby's endorsed that's cool i mean it does say arby's like well arby's I... is in coins yeah okay that's fair that means it's probably very much what we're hoping for speaking of arby's are you familiar with the um twitter account nihilist arby's i am i am actually Great. Uh, if anybody's watching this and doesn't know what we're talking about, you should just go follow that right away. It's it's a tremendous amount of fun and 
You know, I'm not even going to say fun. It's not fun. It's dark and depressing, and I love every moment of it. Oh, yeah. No, it's the absolute best. You don't see as many of those wacky Twitter accounts that exist merely to entertain people and aren't, like, connected to a person trying to become a brand. Anymore. Yeah. It's kind of a way the dodos thing. There was, Which there was is... one... Hmm? Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I, I still remember the Kierkegaard crossover with the Kardashians. <laughs> which was Kim Kardashian tweets mixed with Kierkegaard's philosophical musings. And it was the most bizarre shit I've ever seen on Twitter. And I loved every second of it. On a scale of 1 to 10, how easy was it to tell which parts were which? You know, Kim Kardashian is one of the great philosophers of our time. It's true. Arguably. Yeah. It's uh, pretty much a night and day dividing line. Um, you can you can see the the seams with incredible clarity from a great distance. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I got I've got to look that up. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if it exists or if it's been lost to the 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 the, the, the ravages of time. Hoping to be archived by some fellow fan or like you know, enthusiast about bleak 21st century art, of which I feel like there's many now. If there's one Anyways. thing I know about the internet, it's that there is an archive. Yeah. There is always an archive. That, that is exactly correct. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move on into some of the other news that's been going on in the last, sure. I don't know, week or so. Um, and I guess the obvious one is the Nintendo Switch Lite. That's right. Which um, doesn't switch whatsoever. No, no, no. That's a, that's a misnomer of a name at this point. Yeah. <laughs> they are lying kinda, to you. They kind of painted themselves into a corner. Uh, but, you know, they had to go with it. Well, I don't really know what else they would have called it. Yeah, anything, any different name would hurt the brand but would be slightly more true. I had a good friend who was absolutely psyched for about two and a half minutes. He saw the news. He was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then he saw that it didn't dock or connect to the TV in any way and was immediately deflated and was like, oh, well, fuck this noise. I'm not buying this thing. Who is this even for? Like, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm and, in the same boat. I would want a Switch that didn't have detachable Joy-Cons because detaching the Joy-Cons sucks. Yeah. But I need it to connect to the TV. Oh, yeah, because we do, like, video capture stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's so not an it's option. Kinda, yeah, it's, it just kind of has to do that or else it's no good. Uh, anyways, I totally interrupted you. What were you going to say? Um... I think that the audience for this thing is probably bigger than we realize. Or they don't exist. Nintendo is hunting for unicorns and they're going to go bankrupt. Well, not the last thing, but they are potentially hunting for unicorns. Um, because if you are the sort of family where you're like, oh man, I want my kids love playing the Switch, but I just want them to fuck off my TV. Um, 
and you have the money to buy another one or you want to buy your kids a switch but you don't want them doing that sort of thing mm-hmm. i feel like there's a level of disposable income required in concert with like the cheapness of like a switch light where the two won't really meet very much you know what i mean like if you can afford to buy a game system to shut up your children for several hours a day you can probably afford a switch yeah and i mean it's not exactly cheap it's still 200 bucks american american so probably 299 in canada if That's you're right. from the great white north like we are That's correct um yeah like i don't know if this market really I feel like they want people who have 3DSs to buy this thing. But I don't know that that market really crosses just yet. I mean, Nintendo just like to kind of throw shit at the wall. Like the Game Boy Micro. That was the thing they did. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we'll see. I mean, some of it depends on how durable this thing is. Because, you know, children love to throw items at other items. no HD rumble or motion controls? You know, I'm cool with the no HD rumble. It feels like a 1997 cell phone to me. Yeah. I, I'm not on board with it. I pretty much turn it off in, in most games because it's annoying and not... That's fair. ...functional. I don't know. Some people might like it. The one time I thought it was cool was in Breath of the Wild, where if you were playing with the detached cons or whatever you could like aim with incredible accuracy with the bow and arrow. Mm, yeah, and, yeah. And just like it just felt like one to one. That was amazing. But I don't feel like a lot of other games had that to the same degree. Like when you played arms and you were like punching around and doing shit like that, it just felt really flaily and kind of like like a spray and pray kind of thing. Mm. And that's not really what you want in a control scheme. Man, I wonder how that game's holding up. It's not that old, but I bet it's a clunk fest at this point. They say that the Sonic design, the new design, is going to be good, and we're going to like it. I have a theory about this. Yeah. The original design was intentionally bad in order to go viral. Yeah. So now, when they redesign it, and it looks like Genesis Sonic... People are going to go nuts and it's going to go viral again. Whereas the Sonic the Hedgehog movie had not a single leg to stand on to begin with. And had they just done it right from the beginning, nobody would care. Yeah, pretty much. I think, to their credit, if Sonic is the only character that shows up in the movie in his usual form or whatever that they might have a chance. Because, like, Detective Pikachu, for example, Pikachu looked amazing. The other mm-hmm. Pokemon were more up for debate. Some people thought that, like, Lickitung and Mr. Mime looked a little bit too wrong in <laughs> hyper-realistic 3D, and they didn't know how to process these emotions that they were feeling. You Sonic... tell me when Mr. Mime has ever looked right. It's true. It's true. He is an abomination. <laughs> uh, 
unto the Lord that should not walk this earth? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I loved the Mr. Mime scene, though. It was great. Oh, no, it was super fun. Anyhow. So, yeah. So, the Sonnet movie will probably look mm, decent, but I guarantee you, no matter what design they come out with this fall or next spring or whatever, when they finally reveal New Sonic to us, a good 60% of the commenters online are going to be like, oh, man, you just put your whole dick right in my child. I'll do it. I'm going to need even more therapy now. Fuck you guys. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I hate that phrase. Ruined my childhood. <laughs> Maybe more than like most things you hear online on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, what those people... from the actual like misogyny and racism and like phobias and shit. Oh yeah. The actual serious stuff. But yeah. like, you know, in the realm of the things that, are mostly meaningless. The phrase "you ruined my childhood" means nothing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, brain poison. Yeah, but they've tricked themselves. They have tricked themselves. Yeah. Uh, in other news, Pokemon fans are also tricking themselves by going completely crazy. And I, I know this is a uh, a passionate subject for you. Um. So here's here's the here's the elevator pitch. Sword and Shield doesn't have or won't have all of the Pokemon in the national decks, which is like over a thousand at this point once the games come out. Mm -hmm. And the creators are, and the, the devs are basically like, look, we're fucking tired. Okay, this is so much work putting these new guys into these games every time, and we barely made it work for Sun and Moon. So we're definitely not doing it for Sword and Shield. Sorry, not sorry. And then all the fans were like, hey, fuck you guys. You should be able to do this. It's probably not hard. I designed plenty of games in my mind. Um, and and they're like, oh, you guys are recycling animations and you're, you're being super cheap with this shit. And anybody could look at your trailers for like 10 seconds and see that all this stuff is just like reused assets from previous games. They look the same as they did since fucking... X and Y, you fucking charlatans, you lying, lazy scumbags, and um, I guess my big counterpoint is that they're right on a long enough timeline. There's just no goddamn way to keep porting every single Pokemon to every generation of games going forward because these things aren't going to stop. And I feel mm -hmm. like they've they've made the best move they can drawing a line in the sand now, as opposed to being like, well, there's 1400 Pokemon in the national decks. Why haven't you put them all in the latest game? Pokemon charcoal and stone or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. <laughs> They're running out of shiny things. Yeah. Just rip the bandaid off now, except that you can't keep bringing forth Pokemon from red and blue and just like, move on with your lives. I've heard that uh, one of the apps or features they're talking about, Pokemon Home, I think. It's like a new version of the bank. And they're like, oh, well, maybe it'll feature some gameplay elements so you can go and visit those old Pokemon, like a retirement home. Huh. You know, and then people will not like that. No, they wouldn't be happy with that. But, like, think about how many games are just way too big now. 
and are unnecessarily long and padded out with content that nobody's ever going to see, nobody's ever going to play. And, you know, I don't care if you want Pokemon number 476 in this game. It's not necessary. If they make a full-featured experience that's got lots of cool Pokemon and lots of cool stuff to do, people should not be complaining. Really. Honestly. And if they want more Pokemon, they can go read... Uh, you can read their Bulbasaur slash Sonic the Hedgehog fanfic. Probably a real thing. You you know it exists. <laughs> you know it has to. Yeah. It's like, uh... It's like black magic. You say the words out loud that about slash fiction and you could just find it online like you conjured it out of thin air like i would read stories about these two characters fucking oh oh it's it's already real it has 400 chapters it's on um whatever that site is ao3 and 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 uh yeah it's dark it's way darker than you're imagining oh but it's definitely not written well from the perspective of me as sonic the hedgehog Definitely not. This isn't a personal thing, and it's got nothing yeah. to do with my childhood. There's um, there's definitely a, a Sonic the Hedgehog slash fiction out there that's several hundred chapters long. Um, that is just Sonic the Hedgehog sleeping with every female character in video games. <laughs> It was written by a guy named Little Sonic. It was called like Sonic's Ultimate Orgy or some shit like that. And um it's the most poorly written incredible nonsense you've ever fucking read in your life. I can't believe that it's written by somebody called Little Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like clearly this is a stand-in. You can pretend to fuck Princess Peach. In, like, really broken English. Oh, man. I would love to hear a dramatic reading of some of that. Um, that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Pencil it yeah. in on the content schedule. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll find a slot. <laughs> we'll definitely erase that later, but uh, for now, it's on the books. Uh, any other thoughts about this Pokemon thing? I think that in spite of the vocal outbursts that have been occurring up to this point, that they're still going to sell like fucking hotcakes because every game does better on the Switch. Like this is a demonstrated, recorded phenomenon that indie developers have discovered. You know, when they put games on other platforms to do okay and they put them on the Switch and they like double their sales. Yeah, they just slay. Yeah, so um, Sword and Shield is going to wreck shop and be like, oh my god, I can't believe that people are buying into this garbage. Of, like, it's fun and it's Pokemon and the target audience is 11, so, you know, eat I mean, much I... dick forever, thanks. Yeah, I had a great time with it at E3. I turned a, you know, normal-sized crow into one that was 15 stories tall and... You know, what else do I have to say? It was a good time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to like it. Because Pokemon has me forever. And then you'll write your fanfic. 
your manifesto. Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> maybe maybe my first great novel will be fan fiction about different characters from different video games having the sex. You know? I don't think that's been done. I think maybe I'll just you're onto file something the serial numbers off and like you'll be fine. I won't get sued. It'd be fine. It'd be good. Yeah, just get your plasma torch out, melt the serial number. Uh, you know, the files, they have ways around that. You gotta melt it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you posted this Doom trailer in our dock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James, what is this? Well, back in March, I think, I found out that they were making a Doom movie. Because they were like, oh, yeah, we're pushing the Doom movie back to October. And I was like, oh, damn, they're making a Doom movie. That's insane. And um, they said they wanted to spend more time working on the CGI. So it was going to be delayed by a few months. And then they revealed that it was not having a theatrical run, but it was going straight to Blu-ray. And they're still kind of marketing it like it's going to be a movie. And it's going to be a whole thing and not like this. Um a uh, failed abortion that Universal Pictures is trying to sweep under the rug. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer for Doom Annihilation coming to bargain bins everywhere October 1st, 2019, I highly recommend you check it out. It is hilarious. I'm going to sum it up by just saying at the exact midpoint of the trailer, there's a title slide that says, it's not a game anymore. Like, okay. I get that back in the day when they made the Super Mario Brothers movie, another fun, awful mistake that I rewatched recently for reasons unknown. <laughs> part of the marketing was like, this ain't no game. And then they called it a roller coaster ride because that's how you describe terrible movies. You call it a ride. And now, 26 years later, they're using similar marketing for a fucking video game movie. It's no game anymore. It's yeah. still no longer a game. Yeah. I like it. We, we just wanted to make sure you didn't think you were watching a trailer for the new Doom video game. No, this is a movie. It's none of that game garbage. Check this out. Oh my god. Yeah, so highlights. There's the BFG. Mm -hmm. There's exploding barrels. There yes. are monsters? I mean, I have to assume that they're Hellspawn, and they didn't look enough like Hellspawn, so that's why they delayed it. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Also... It's not often that I will watch a trailer and immediately notice the terrible acting. <laughs> but I think they're leaning real hard on that shit this time around. Perfect. Yeah. She was oh. somebody's I think what somebody's line at one point was like, die, 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 die. Like, oh yeah, that's definitely a thing said out loud by people in a stressful situation ever. I don't know. You like ever maybe, opened a portal to hell, James? Have you? you? You know what? I haven't. I've never done that. So maybe I will lose my capacity for witty one-liners 
and instead <laughs> will just be screaming and shitting my pants in terror because demons are pouring out of nothing, you know, like a hole in the air. But if I could compose myself enough to say something pithy, I probably would say something besides die, 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 and what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> you know. At least Bloody one person stuff. has to say that, though. Yeah. Oh my god! What is this? You know? I hope that in the movie, the Doom video games exist in that universe. And that's why they say it's not a game anymore. Because... Oh, yeah. It's meta. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be great. Or they just pull back at the end of the movie and it's like comes through a TV to somebody yeah. playing a game. Oh man, this DLC is rad. And then the end, it's like an ad for the DLC. <laughs> it's like coming next month to Doom Eternal. And it's actually a Terminator tie-in somehow. Fucking Terminator. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. Um, but it yeah. follows all of the trailer rules that have been established in the last couple of years. There's a slow, menacing version of a popular song. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, like, slow motion cut-ins to, like, action sequences. And there's, like, a hasty reveal of, like, a beloved character from earlier in the franchise. I wonder who that could be. Yeah. It's two times. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't dead yet, so he still gets to be in these movies. And, hey, we dug up Linda Hamilton! What has she been up to? Um, locked in a shed waiting for her next Terminator role? I don't know. <laughs> based on the trailer you might be right you might be right i don't know maybe she actually went doomsday prepper and has been living in the nevada desert for the last oh few god decades. please let that be the case she's actually turned into sarah connor that would be the best possible side story to that film i'd be so excited oh, oh boy man that would make it very very real uh, well, this is kind of a bad segue. But speaking of real, in Cyberpunk 2027, 2077, yeah, you can't kill the kids. Okay, um, ten out of ten on your segue. Really, really smooth, <laughs> full bore stuff. Um, and okay, I. To be honest, wasn't really thinking about the kids in that game. Like, I was only tangentially aware that there would be children. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of weird, you know? Traditionally, the children in uh, CD Projekt Red games have been little shits. Yeah. So, like... I could see why you might want to commit violence on the children in the game. However, it's not being allowed. Yeah, I think they get so shitty in attitude because they know they can't be harmed by the players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely the case in Skyrim. Yeah, they were snot-nosed little 
fuckballs and uh they just they just stay tantalizingly out of the reach of your soul and your flames and your light you know why they just why stand there so defiant yeah however that was pretty much like the second mod to come out for skyrim right behind naked people naked people and dead children that's cool that's super cool that says a lot of cool things about our community Got to be some slash fiction about that, too. Yes. Which will hopefully never see the light of day. Naked people and dead kids. Great combo. That's a that's an, that's an Arby's meal deal right there. God. Oh, God. We've gone off the rails. I was going to say, I don't really want to see a lot of children in that game in general. Because there's already going to be a lot of, like, naked people without... No mods required. There's just going to be a lot of naked people and a lot of like people blowing up and a lot of, you know, like stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, it just feels like a weird disconnect. You're like, hey, so I just like found the body of a cyber prostitute and like raided her corpse for parts. What's up, tiny child? Want to buy something off me? That <laughs> definitely wasn't inside a person two minutes ago. Yeah. Good, yeah. good violent disconnect. I I mean, we can hope that it's going to be in more of the context of uh, you run across a cyber, I don't know, like a cyber home for troubled youth, and it's being taken over by the AI, and you got to save them from the AI. Sweet. So, instead of killing kids, I can helplessly watch them die in front of me, because I wasn't... <laughs> fast enough with my gun I mean our story does say it will not let you fight children or story NPCs says yeah. nothing about the AI I'm, I'm sure you could orchestrate a car chase in such a fashion that the guy behind you just happens to turn a child into a fine red mist smeared over their bumper arguably more terrifying though if you happen to strike the kid and he goes sailing hundreds of feet through the air into the side of a building and then just gets up <laughs> oh my god it's that the would ultimate be being that would be amazing if like the physics and like the, the the laws of the game didn't allow you to kill kids but you could still interact with them so you were like drop kick a child with your cyber-powered robot legs, he flies 150 feet away. And this is after you've initiated a, a, like, a like dialogue section, so they have to come running back to you to finish the conversation. Oh. So you, like, drop kick them into the ocean, and then they just come, like, levitating up out of the water, and they're like, hey, mister! <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing happened? Oh, yeah. That'd be so good. <laughs> now there's the mod I really want to see. <laughs> Children of the corn, that's what we'll call it. It'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, Cyberpunk, uh, it's not that far away. We're under a year. Next April. April 20-something, 19th, somewhere in there. 2020. Yeah. It's going to be a real year. It's going to be a heck of a year. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, anything coming up for you? What's What's next for... Old Jay Paley. Well, I'm also reviewing uh, Fantasy Strike. 
and I can't say too much about it yet. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think I can't do any video footage until Thursday. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think it's been in like beta in various forms and various platforms for a little while. I think it's been on PC and there's like a tutorial thing you can access. Mm. Um, right, right, right. The point I want to get to in my protracted meandering manner is that you are probably going to want to get in on this when it comes out at the end of July. Maybe that will be a thing that you, the hypothetical fighting game fan, will enjoy. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Who can say? If you like if you like the kind of fighters that trade uh simple control schemes for like crazy deep strategy, which there are out there, like mm -hmm. uh in their various forms, dive kick, for example, which there's two buttons, dive and kick. Mm -hmm. And um I think classic SNK heroines use the same system where it's just like really bare bones and basic and you got more strategy in exchange. Any system where they simplify the controls of a fighting game usually leaves a lot more room for strategy and experimentation. Agreed. And that is definitely the case here. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, when's that one come out? End of the mm -hmm. month? End of the month, I've got a couple of uh, fight recordings going up on YouTube, on the Call Connected YouTube channel, uh, this Thursday and Friday. I'm going to see if I can get at least one or two more out. Fantastic. And watch me uh, barely squeak out a win against the AI. Um, it's a bit of an embarrassing display, but at least it happens relatively fast. All right. I mean, that bodes well if you're the kind of person who likes to play, uh, you know, single player and isn't into the all the old online scene. If you've got some uh, some challenge to be had from the AI, like too many fighting games, you just learn the patterns and you just wipe the floor with them. Oh, yeah. Um, the learning curve is both steep and accessible. It's really bizarre. Hmm. Cool. I I look forward to telling the world at length about this video game uh, in the near future. The creators of that have some fighting game pedigree already, if I remember correctly. Some, they do, yes. Yeah, some of them worked on some of the Street Fighters, I want to say. There's some Street Fighter pedigree. And uh, kind of like Skullgirls, it will teach you how to be better at fighting games in general. Well, cool fighting game fans. Actually, it's a really good time to be a fighting game fan. Yeah. It's been a good stretch here for the last couple of years of, of stuff coming out that both toes the line and pushes the boundaries in various ways. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Super ready for that shit. Um, Kill to Kill IF. That's coming out sometime this year, I believe. I can't remember. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the end of this month. That's the new uh, Arc System Works game, right? I think it's Arc System Works. I think it might be a different... Um, 
yes it, uh, company but i don't know arc system works yep okay yeah it looks pretty cool but that's just just because i'm a fan of the anime so i'm like pretty ready to invest in it sweet and they make way better fighting games than bandai namco oh god yeah, yeah. not even close oh my god it's not fair I mean, Arc System is like, that's like the Guilty Gear guys. That's like, you know, that's the pedigree. Yeah. That's the talent. Yeah, they know what's up. And that's like the other extreme of fighting games where it's unbelievably technical and so granular that half frames will destroy you. Yeah, it's it's a thing of beauty. It is. All right. Well, I think, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's kind of all the cool news that happened lately really yeah yeah and we're under an hour it's pretty good you gotta say hey hey i mean shoot for 45 and come in at an hour that's it's only a third too long yeah not like <laughs> you know two and a half times our uh, target length as per our last cast yes yes that's okay. Oh, when I was editing that back, like I was listening to us at the end, I was like, none of us wanted to be there. We all wanted sweet, sweet death. But anyways. Death, death disillusionment, or dissolving. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, James, let's get out of blast. here. It has. Yeah. It's very let's, pleasant. Let's wrap it up. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You are still there. Cool. Uh... Well, thanks, James. This has been fun. Thank you, Paul. This has been a blast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you out there on the internet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>